0: Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey friends, welcome back to the world of Really Riley. Glad y'all stopped back into my little corner of the intro webs and in your ears and all that good stuff. Oh, big sigh before we do this here podcast, because I can already tell might be a little controversial for some to hear, but <laughs> I've never shied away from anything in that sense on Really Riley, so why start now? I really like to get into the nitty gritty of things with you guys about how I really feel about certain things, hence Really Riley, um, but with respect to everybody's like opinion, I have mine, you have yours, and hopefully somewhere if we can meet in the middle, you'll continue to listen to this podcast, because that's the goal. Uh so this one is on gender disappointment. I say those two words like with the heaviest heart because I feel like a jerk. So a couple of weeks ago we announced that my second child, baby W, my first child with my fiance Marshall is a boy. And bear with me before you jump on me because you're like, what? Gender disappointment. Yes. So if there's anything that I have, like, figured out in terms of motherhood is nothing, at least for me, goes the way you think it will. Matter of fact, I was talking to one of my friends today and she said her friend recently had a baby and that she didn't feel like that magical, mystical moment when she first held her kid that was like, oh the angels have parted and like my life is suddenly magical and everything is perfect. Didn't get that moment either. Matter of fact, I didn't bond with my son lyric till he was about five or six months old. I think there was a lot of postpartum depression in there. I think there was a lot of situations that contributed to that. I was a single mom. I was alone. I was broke, blah, blah, blah. Didn't go the way I thought it would. And that's okay. And it's through that thought that I decided to do this podcast because if you follow my backstory at all, I had a miscarriage last year uh, in July, which was devastating, more devastating than I thought it was going to be because I tend to just handle things and keep going. But I thought that was our only chance to have a child Um, because I'm 39 this year and, you know, Obviously, my fiance and I are getting married, and if I can't give it to him, nobody else is gonna, for goodness sakes. But I was devastated about that. So come to find out now that we are, surprise, pregnant, you know, because we weren't not planning, we weren't not trying, but hey, it happened, and we were in the midst of planning a wedding and COVID, and it wasn't the most optimal time to have a baby, but a blessing nonetheless. So we were 100% fixated on having a girl. Heart sets on having a girl when we first started dating and did that thing where you name your children. The girl name was 100% first. Uh, if it was a girl, it was going to be named after my mother's mother, my grandmother that passed away when my mom was young. And that would have meant the world to her. We just, it was always a she, always a she, always a she. We had nicknames for her. It was like this perfect picket fence vision of us having Lyric, our boy, and then, you know, us having the girl, and then our family was rounded out and complete. Uh, There's that notion again of, hey, guess what? Nothing in motherhood, or in life for that matter, has gone the way that I thought it was going to. However, comma, that usually does tend to work out for me. In, you know, for example, my perfect, he's perfect for me, so don't puke on me, my perfect fiance. Had I married the idiot that I was going to marry 10 years ago, Lord have mercy, would my life have been vastly different. And I was devastated when that broke up. So I know it sounds melodramatic for me to say that gender disappointment was at that level or that same level of de- of devastation, but for a few days it was. I think that when Marshall and I first started talking about having kids and thinking that the notion of it would be perfect to have a girl, it was for a few reasons. One, I had always thought I was going to be a girl mom, even with Lyric. I knew he was a boy from the womb. So, you know, there wasn't as much of a shock. With this one, I thought for sure it was a girl. A, because of my want to have a girl, Marshall's want to have a girl – and B, because I was so sick the first trimester. Like, bleh. And I know that you can't really listen to those old wives' tales, but every old wives' tale and every girl mom I've talked to was sure it was a girl because of my emotions everywhere and how violently ill I was and so tired, and none of that happened with Lyric. My pregnancies were just so vastly different. It was a girl. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It was a girl. You know, another reason why Marshall and I, had our sights set on a girl is because Marshall has done such an incredibly amazing job stepping into fatherhood to my son, my boy, and making him his own and mentoring him and loving him in every possible way that a boy dad could or a father in general. But I wanted Lyric to stay his only boy. Now, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that Marshall, being the man that he is, will vastly love both of them in equal amounts. I know that with my entire being. Otherwise, I wouldn't be marrying him. Otherwise, I wouldn't be having another child with him. But of course, pregnancy hormones and my neurotic brain and, you know, Mommyville in general, you worry. You have guilt. All of these things. I never, ever, ever want my son Lyric to be left out, or feel that he's left out, or feel different in any way, shape, or form. Like what if this boy comes out looking exactly like Marshall, and Lyric feels some kind of way about that, because he's so close to Marshall. That was a fear of mine. Still is, but it's a fear you kind of just have to dive into, I guess, with parenting, because parenting is scary as shit with everything. Like I never, like, I I tend to be pretty decisive in life and don't, like, toil back and forth with my decisions. But with parenting, good lord, Back and forth and back and forth like a ping pong. You know, so I was afraid of that. And I think Marshall, in a sense, like, he never really says this to me, but I think he thought it would be adorable to see a tiny mini-me running around. God love him for that one because (laughs) that's one thing I'm grateful that it's not a girl is that hell – Hellion would probably be the the, the proper term for this little child. Hey, who knows? The second one could come out, the boy, and still be a hellion because it is is my spawn. Marshall's the calm one. So there were, like, several factors into the gender disappointment as well as that there's always been this thing bred within my side of the family that girls are the Mecca. I mean, like, it's usually, like, in certain countries and certain religions, like, boys are... Mecca, and boys are king, and boys are the heirs to the throne, and this, that, and the third. In my family, my mom was one of four girls. Of the four sisters that she was raised with, they all, three of them had girls. I have a one sister. There was one boy in my family growing up, so it was all girls are queen, girls are the Mecca, which is actually kind of cool that my family thinks that, you know. Puerto Rican families used to tend to be a little bit more machismo, you know, but... Everyone thought it was a girl. Everyone was crying over the fact that her name might be after my grandmother or this legacy. Da, da 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 da. And everybody that talked to me on social and all of my friends were positive this was the girl. Well, if you all saw the gender reveal we did a couple weeks ago, I was shocked that it was a boy. I just like I literally had to double take when I pulled the little blue shoes out of the out of the bag and. I had to look at the paperwork. I even had to like check with my doctor like, you sure? And people are saying, well, you never know. It could pop out and it could be a girl. I mean, God, wouldn't that be just my life? Listen, after crying about it for like a week, I mean, I tell people two days, but it was literally like a week. I mean, I never expected to feel so selfish, like so wrong about what I was feeling. I don't normally get that. Normally, I'm like, you know what? It's okay to be the weirdo that I am. It's okay to feel what I feel. You know, I just have to work through it. Normal feelings are all right. Like, I wasn't raised that way that you talk about your feelings, you talk about the shit that's tough. You just get through it and you pray and leave it to God and that's all. Which, I guess, fine too. But for me, I guess I grew out of that, hence the Really Riley podcast, that I like to keep it real and raw and sometimes funny. But this was tough for me because... At first, I didn't want to feel my emotions at all because this is Marshall's first child, biologically, because Lyric is his. But this is also going to be his only biological child, because I don't want any more. And I wanted him to be able to still feel that and to still feel the excitement and the and the and the wonder and all that. And not worry about my wackadoodle doodle feelings inside of my head. Because Marshall's very, very in tune with me. He's a prince in the idea that he never wants me to feel terribly. He never wants me to feel unhappy for any second of the day. So I wanted to, like, keep it together for him at first. And just not even voice what I was truly feeling on the inside. Which was devastation. I don't know what other word. However selfish that might feel. I mean, he was adopted. He has a brother and a sister, but I mean, he's never seen himself, his own DNA and another human being. So this is a pretty monumental thing for him, even more so than me or anybody else involved in this new little cherub's life. And that is still all very special. Now that the hormones have calmed down and I've, I've, I've taken the exit off of crazy town lane and I'm bonding more with the baby now and realizing that this too is going to be my son and grappling with the idea of, Oh my God, like how is my heart going to expand enough to love two of them the way I love my son? And I know moms always do. And they always will. It's just trippy. And it's just been this weird ride of emotions that I've been trying to wrap my head around. But like the reason I really wanted to do this podcast is after talking to some of my closest friends that are boy moms, one has two, one has three, you know, they all say that they felt this way and nobody talks about this stuff. Like, yeah, you see it in a certain article or whatever, but when you're in your mom circles or when you're like talking to just random strangers in the crowd, oh my God, it's a boy. You're so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I don't have any gender disappointment at all. Like, (laughs) Okay, I I like to bring it to lay because then it makes us like nut jobs that have that thing called gender disappointment feel a little bit less nut jobby. Hopefully it does that, because if not, then I just sound like a big fat jerk, even wasting my time doing this podcast. But I feel like with all the things that go crazy in life, I think to dilute that crazy just a little bit, you got to get it out in the open. And my vein of doing that is talking to y'all. Side note, thank you for listening. You know, a couple people that I've talked to about this or opened up, their first response irritates me. All done in love, I get it. it, it you know, it's not meant in malice, I understand. But even some of my closest friends, oh, well, you can just have another one. I went, oh, I don't want another one. Oh, you don't know that until you da 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 da. No, I do not want another one. <laughs> I, I, God bless you if you have more than two children. That's awesome for whoever wants it. But for me and my household, I don't feel like the kids should outweigh the parents. I feel like two is perfect for us, boy, or two boys, two girls, whatever, two, that's it. Not, n- no mas. So then people try to make you feel funky for like not wanting to have a baby factory. Like what? No, I only want two. That's it. And that's all. And plus, uh, that's my favorite, my favorite, like, uh, like clap back to that is oh you never know or you you're probably going to want another one like uh who's going to pay for this other one now i mean that's another like whole ball of wax for a different podcast of like rebudgeting your life for another kid they are expensive and i just like for people to be sensitive of that idea like whenever people tell me you know oh i maybe i should have a baby i'm like awesome if that's what you want great or when people say uh I just don't even think I want kids like I have some of my closest friends as well that are my age and don't have any intention any plan to get married to have children they're fine with them and their dog which is awesome shoot can you imagine the shoe closet I would have if I didn't have kids but the trade off is my kid's beautiful smile and how adorable he is so it evens out but i definitely hope this hits your ears in a good way. Whether you're a parent or not. Because I think for me. Of all the things that I have. Opened up about in this podcast. You know with broken engagements. From 10 years ago. To my miscarriages. To ups and downs. Disappointments. Glee and everything in between. I think for some reason. This is like one of the harder ones. That I have had to talk to you about. Because I understand the judgment. The judgment. If people give it most of the time, I'm like, screw judgment. This is me. This is my life. You don't like it too bad. But I understand the judgment on a lot of fronts with this one because I myself was just in that pool of devastation in a different sense last year when we lost our child. And then we have this miracle of a rainbow baby. And then I have the audacity to feel any kind of disappointment whatsoever. Yeah, That, that 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 one hits me in the heartstrings. And I take that in. I mean, where am I sitting now a couple weeks after the reveal? I think I'm okay. (laughs) And by okay, like I think it is going to be something of the sort. Like when I get to know this new little man, all of this stuff's going to go away. Of course it is. I mean, it might be the same situation that when I had my son, I didn't really bond with the baby until he was like six months old. That might happen again. You know, I might not, Ever get that mystical, magical moment of oh my god, I'm seeing my baby for the first time, and he's not covered in goo, and everything is just perfect in my eyes. I don't, I don't know if that's me, and that's all right too. You know, every time the baby like moves or rolls, it's like oh hey, you little human making me rounder like Pooh Bear. Like it, you know. There's those cute, special moments. where like okay, there's actually a person in there, like. it's nuts. I, that that part, I will say, brings me back to reality because it's funny. I know this is probably very, ri- like, uh, ridiculous that I'm about to say this, but it's like I can feel this kid being a little shit just like his mom, and I mean that in the most loving way. Like, whenever I'm worried, there's, like, a kick or a roll. Hey, mom, quit it. You're stressing me out, you know? And then, like, whenever I feel him moving and I go to put Marshall's hand on my belly, kid stops. I know I'm probably just a wackadoo and this is all made up in my mind, but I feel like that's my way of like connecting with this new little boy that we're going to have. Neat little things bring me back to reality and get rid of any of that like gender disappointment. Not get rid of, but like ease it as I'm learning and readapting my mind to me having two sons. Like even saying that, my mom pointed that out today. She's like, You're saying children. Like, whoa. She's like, It went from my baby and Lyric and my kid to our sons. Like, like <laughs> that's just like such a realization. You know, when Marshall will talk about how our new yard is going to have to be mowed and someday he's going to have two sons to help him out. I'm like, oh man, that kind of stuff smacks me in the face and makes me really happy and brings me back to center of just how great this is. That, you know, right now, didn't think I would be able to get pregnant again, and we are. Wasn't even sure if I was ever going to be able to give Marshall a child biologically of his own, and here we are. I mean, of all the insane things that can happen from conception to birth, everything so far, thank God, has been healthy, and all the tests have come back normal. That's a miracle within itself. You know? And I stopped puking. Fingers crossed. Yet another miracle to be grateful for. But seriously, you guys, I really, really hope this gives you some sort of insight into, even if you're not a parent, if you're a parent and you're a mom or you're a dad and you've had gender disappointment before, I hope this, like, helped you a little bit, helped you to not feel so funky about it, because I sure as hell did. The, the pregnancy depression was set, setting in there for a minute, so it's time to, like, get it together. And, and enjoy life and enjoy all the things that are happening. But if you're a fellow parent, I hope this helps you do that if you're in a bad space. Even if you're not a fellow parent and you have given me the kindness of listening through this entire podcast. Thank you. Love you. Ride or dies. Mwah. Um, But if you're not a parent, I hope me opening up about this weird, controversial topic helps you to see just a little bit that it's fine to feel what you feel. It's fine to analyze and process and turn over what you feel and talk about it if you need to because I feel like that's how you can heal and move on and get into a happier space because at the end of the day, you know, life's pretty good. Life's pretty awesome. And there I said it. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Really Riley. It was a tad bit of a doozy, but here we are together. We got through it. We did it. I really, really appreciate you guys coming back and listening to this podcast. It's almost like my therapy. And hopefully, it's a little bit of that for you, too. Um, As always, I have to end it opening up what you guys want to hear more of, less of, what you like, what you don't like, suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, DMs are always open. Hit me up at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y, C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Snapchat is at Radio Recon. And then TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Y'all, again, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my big old pregnant belly (laughs) for listening. I'll talk to y'all on Friday. It's really Riley.